Hello, and welcome to the Bikes and Podcast, a podcast about bikes, but more about the people that ride them, the communities that they build, and the stories they create than conversations about the latest shock technology, wheel sizes, and how to improve your Strava time. Every two weeks, I interview people with a story to tell, an event to promote, or a cause they are passionate about. If you'd like to be on the podcast or have an idea for a story I should cover, please contact us. You can go to the bikesand.net website and click on contact in the navbar. My Twitter handle is at mybikesand, and my Instagram feed can be found at bikes.and. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Bikes and Podcast and that you have a great ride. Hello and welcome to episode 13, Bikes and Recumbent Bikes. Back on February the 4th, I was riding my road bike on a favorite loop near my house. I was about to hit a Strava segment named Short Grind, given that it's on a little kicker of a hill, when about 400 yards ahead of me, I see something in the bike lane that I can't quite make out. As I get closer, I pick out a small flag waving like the lure of an anglerfish. Closer still, and I make out the unmistakable image of someone riding a recumbent bike. I pull alongside and attempt to have a conversation with the pilot. As both of us were a little out of breath to have a long chat, I kept going to the top of the hill and waited for him there. Thank goodness Jeff didn't think I was some kind of axe murderer. And just to prove my theory that 90% of people are inherently good, he asked me if I was okay. At that point, I told him that I run a podcast called Bikes And, and that I'd always wanted to interview someone who rides a recumbent bike. We traded information, and a few emails later, a little cajoling on my part, and I am so excited to welcome him to the podcast. As a note to the listeners, Jeff and I have not spoken to each other since. Forrest Gump's mother told him that life is like a box of chocolates, and you never know what you're going to get. And I look forward to hearing about what Jeff can tell us about recumbent bicycles. Good evening, Jeff, and thank you so much for talking with me. Hi, nice to be here. It's really uh, good of you to come out here and uh, put a little bit of a leap of faith into uh, coming to my house here tonight. Sure. <laughs> it's a little, must be a little strange. We, we are complete strangers other than one meeting on the road. <laughs> so thank Rand- you for putting your faith in me. <laughs> Random recumbent rider number one. That's exactly right. <laughs> So it would be it would be great. You know, talking of life is a, like a box of chocolates. If you could uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, that would be fascinating. Oh well, let's see. I am sixty-one. Uh, I've kind of spent my life doing a lot of athletic things. Uh, played a lot of basketball and volleyball when I was younger. Uh, did a little bit of running. Ran one marathon. Those kinds of things. Uh, I am an electrical engineer, uh, and uh, my wife and I have our own little company where we uh, basically uh, do software systems, uh, primarily for the government. So, but uh, excellent, thank you. Um, so, how long have you been riding a recumbent bike? Uh, see, I've been riding this bike for about four or five years. Before that, I had a recumbent tricycle which was a lot of fun, actually, if you've ever seen one. I've never seen you're, one. You're sitting almost on the ground, uh-huh. and, and uh, you know, it's got three wheels. So uh-huh. um, I started that uh, just because I kind of had, well, I had hurt my back. Um, so 
uh, I wasn't really wasn't comfortable to ride a regular bicycle, and with all my joints had kind of started to go, so I really wasn't playing basketball or volleyball or really even running anymore. Mm. Uh, so I needed to find something. I actually had, uh, with a series of injuries and and things, I had kind of gained a lot of weight, and I wanted to get back into shape. So I started with a tricycle and uh, uh, riding all the bike trails and. Uh, had a good friend who uh, rides a lot of the, the century rides and those kinds of things. And right. so I started getting interested in that. So I decided I should uh, get a recumbent bike and go a little bit faster. So. so how old were you when you got your recumbent, the tricycle in the first world? Uh, maybe in my early 50s. Had you ridden a bike before then? Yes. Yeah. I see. Okay. So, yeah. So you'd been regu- re- riding a regular road bike at that point. Right. I see. Okay. What what made you make the transition from a road bike to the re- recumbent bike? Well, it's just uh, with with my back mm. uh, problems. I had a oh, sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Let me turn that off. Good, good ringer. <laughs> Should have by the thought way. of that. That's all right. It's a good ringer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, uh, anyway. I do a little uh, thing when I get the the ring, but. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I'm sorry, where were we? We were asking about the transition that you made uh, to the recumbent bike because of your oh, back. yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had actually uh, uh, ruptured a disc in my back and uh, had done nothing for quite a while and finally figured out that was actually the worst thing that I could do. So I, I needed to really get back in and do do something. So... Uh, was suggested to, to ride a bike, and uh, I thought the recumbent would be a whole lot better on my back, so uh, started with that. Who told you that it would be better for your back? Do you remember? I believe it was the the doctor that, that I was right? seeing for my back. So yeah. Ah. So, do you think that's the main reason why people move to recumbent bikes? I mean, one of the things that I'm fascinated about uh, with the recumbent bike is the why. You know, the alternative you've got you know a regular bike and you've got a recumbent bike back makes total sense to me right what are some of the other reasons why people would that you know would ride a recumbent bike is it more comfortable it uh, definitely is more comfortable uh-huh. the sitting position is is a lot more comfortable especially after a long ride right um i guess the the good points i would say is uh you can go a long way you can stay comfortable mm-hmm. you can um feel like uh, you're going actually faster because you're a little bit lower to the ground. Sure. Um, Do you think you're in any way more efficient? Is it a, a more efficient riding position? Yeah, the, uh, let's see, the, the bicycle that I have is um, it's actually made by Lightning Bikes. It's in California, uh, and I have the P38. Uh, they actually make it... Uh, it's intended to be better for climbing than some of the other recumbent bikes. Because of the gearing? Uh, there's gearing, but also because it's a little more upright. Uh-huh. And so then you can push against the seat, uh, push with your legs against, you know, and against your back against the seat. So you can get a little more torque going yeah, up the hill. I get that. Um, and uh, so it's it's a little bit less aerodynamic than some of the ones where you see they, they look like they're lying on their back mm-hmm. riding right so right. but the good news is you know i'm always in my most aerodynamic uh position so yeah. um and that's also the bad news the in a regular bike 
you can kind of move around, move a little bit forward or backwards on the seat, and, and you can stand up, obviously, and just kind of use some different muscles uh, across the ride, whereas I'm pretty much using the same muscles all, all day long. All day so. long, yeah, absolutely, right. unless you get off it and walk around. Right, yeah. <laughs> or push it. Or push it, right, that's, that's very true. So you've owned two of these in, uh, mm-hmm. in your career of riding bikes. Right. Um, would you consider a, another model? Um, I, I'm really comfortable with the lightning. I, mm. I think, I think w- if I were to do another trike, I would probably try a different trike. Right. And maybe, you know, when I get to be 80 or something, I'll go back to a trike. Good see you, right. What's nice is you don't have to worry about falling yeah, over. Yeah, no, you can't fall over. You can right. go as slow as you want and you yeah, never sounds fall Sounds like over. a good uh, vehicle for the pub. <laughs> right, there you go, yeah. Uh, so, um, but I don't know, I'm, I'm comfortable with the lightning. It takes... At least for me, it took a little while to get used to the balance difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I say, I, I'm, I'm, I feel a little more comfortable being a little more upright. I, can, I feel like I can see better. Uh, I also have a little mirror on mine so I can see behind me without contorting myself too badly. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, you, we were looking at this uh, book, uh, The Rules, by the Velominati just before we started the interview, and one of their rules is that the correct number of bikes is N plus 1. Uh, so uh, maybe you'll be able to add to your yes, collection here yes. pretty soon. I heard the other equation is S minus 1. Which is? Where S is the number of bicycles uh, that if you get to, your wife will ask for a separation. So. <laughs> the S is the separation. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. So uh, you you mentioned uh, you'd ridden uh, bikes before you did the you'd, regular bikes before you did the recumbent thing. Mm-hmm. What bikes did you own before then? I had a, a Raleigh, I mm-hmm. think. Um, yeah. This was quite a while ago, and I, and I've had mountain bikes, those kinds of things. So right. I cannot remember the name of the uh-huh. mountain bike that I had. But. Have you always lived in Colorado? No. Um, well, I'll say I've kind of lived all over, but mm-hmm. mostly as an adult, I lived in California and now Colorado. Okay. So Born and bred uh, California? No, I was actually born in Alabama, mm-hmm. moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and went to school in Texas, uh-huh. and then went to California. Okay. So You know, it's, uh, I, I sometimes play a joke on people because they will say, where, where is your accent from? <laughs> and it's from England. Right. Uh, but I will say to them, Alabama. <laughs> and it confuses the hell out of them. <laughs> it takes a little while to realize that I'm actually joking. Yeah, there we go. Um, your your bike is uh, is eight inches or so off the ground. I'm sure there's a an official figure. Uh, are you ever concerned for your safety being being that low down? Um, and I'm talking here about like visibility, visibility with cars. cars yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I really haven't had a problem mm-hmm. with that. Um, and as you mentioned, you can have flag, those kinds of things. It seems like, again, it's kind of an unusual bicycle, so you don't expect to see it. So it does seem like uh, cars are uh, tend to notice me. I also have a big yellow ref- uh, bag that's got a reflector on it, kind of on the back seat, so yeah. uh, so make it a little bit easier to see. So, yeah. um, And... As far as being low to the ground, it does have one advantage, and, I, and maybe the recumbent has this advantage as well, that I did have one crash uh-huh. 
<laughs> Tell us about the crash. Well, I was going down. Actually, I was going down um, uh, the hill from uh, Echo Lake Park down to mm -hmm. Idaho Springs, sure. so a pretty steep hill. Yeah. They were actually repaving it. It was on a Saturday, so they weren't working, but they hadn't filled in the shoulder yet. And I was trying to stay over to the right to stay out of the car's way and got a little far over and then kind of hooked the uh, the lip and went falling. I was probably going close to 30 miles an hour. Uh -huh. So, um, But whereas on a regular bike, you might flip over the handlebars, yeah. you know, and obviously that could be traumatic. Uh, it tend, tend to just kind of skid on my butt. So I had a pretty big road rash. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you, wear but, a you can wear a helmet on your head, right. but not necessarily on your backside. <laughs> right. So it was, uh, you know, it was uh, pretty uh, nasty, but it, but really I just, I landed on meat totally. I didn't land on any bones. Okay. So it was, it was uh, you know, really not too bad. I actually got back on my bike, rode back to my car and okay. went home. Feeling so. a little sorry for yourself. <laughs> yes. And then had to sit down or, <laughs> yeah. or have struggle, struggle sitting down for the next week or so. <laughs> right. I would imagine that that's right. Um, now, uh, have you actually named your bike? Why do you? I do not have a name for my bike, no. My, my brother, though, does mm. say that it's my Barca lounger that I, that I ride on. Though. Okay. So... I don't know what it is about our family. We, we have a lot of bikes, um, and uh, every bike and car, in fact, tends to get named. I don't know why that is. This is Greg behind you, by the oh, way, because okay. <laughs> it's, it's a Greg LeMond bike, so okay. it's called Greg. But we have, we have Black Betty, and we've had, we've had all sorts of speedy uh, and all sorts of things. It's a little silly, but why not? <laughs> well, maybe I'll, I'll name my next one then. So. The, there you go. The next bike you're going to get. You heard it here, listeners. Uh, Jeff is go and, and Jeff's wife, in fact. Uh, Jeff is now in the market for a new bike, so, so watch out. I think I have one more I can get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, are there any uh, any local clubs that support recumbent riders? Are you part of that? I am not part of any of those. I don't know of any clubs, although I know um, there are a, a couple of um, good bike shops that sell recumbents, those kinds of things. I know... Want to give a shout out to some of those that you've? Well, I, the, my tricycle I bought uh, from a place that was in Nevada, and mm. they're not around anymore. Right. Uh, but there's a place in Colorado Springs that helped me out uh, quite a few times with my tricycle, and I wish I could remember, but I can't remember their name. Right. Um, I'll look. But it they up. do. A, they actually do a lot of good work with um, some more handicapped mm -hmm. kids and yeah. other adults who. Uh, need to ride the trike and you know want to get some exercise that way so there's yeah. there some good people down there that's good um and um let me just move on here a second i'll edit this out in a minute so um, you mentioned uh, earlier that you can ride a recumbent bike a good distance when we met i think you said you're on a 60 mile loop which is a which is a good good day in the in the saddle for a weekend ride yeah for february especially for february that's right but that was a ridiculously warm february and <laughs> right. march uh, at least it got a bit cold and it's now raining slash snowing today which right. is uh, what you might expect for living in the rocky mountains um, but what is the longest ride that you've that you've ever done well i did i see i do do a lot of century rides mm. i i've done the triple bypass really? 
the last three, four years. Nice. Which um, ones are there or back? Uh, I've done there two or three times and back once. Mm. I was actually signed up. I was going to do both days this oh, year. Oh, yeah, the double-triple? Yeah, but I think I probably won't be able to since I hurt my knee skiing last weekend. Yes, so. that's true. Um, but the, I did really a crazy ride last summer. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, it was uh, September, I think. Um, and every I come out of the end of our cul-de-sac. You can see Mount Evans, and I live kind of in southeast uh, Denver, mm-hmm. so if, around Parker, a little bit north of Parker. Sure. Um, and so I was like, I wonder if I can ride to the top of Mount Evans and, and back. So oh. from, from Parker? From, from my house, yes. Oh, gosh. So I actually uh, did that. I started at, I think, 4 in the morning. And I was really just going to do like a just a training ride to see if I, I make it to Echo Lake. And then come back and skip the, you know, 14 miles up to the top yeah. of, of uh, Mount Evans. But I got there and the weather was nice and I was feeling good. So, so I'm like, <laughs> what I'll, could go wrong? I'll go all the way to. Th- I'll, I'll go until the weather turns bad. Right. Um, and uh, so I got up, maybe two switchbacks from the top, and started hailing. Mm. But then I'm like. Well, I have to finish. I have to go to the top. Sounds like Caddyshack. You, so, sound, you yeah. sound like the the priest on Caddyshack. <laughs> so I made it to the top, came back down. Um, I did stay in the in the lodge there at Echo Lake for a while, getting warm again. But right. then and then I actually made it all the way home. Got home at. I think ten o'clock at night. You so. must have been exhausted. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely. I think. Destroyed. I think one hundred and sixty-five miles, and obviously. What was the elevation game? Uh, like? Oh shoot! I have to look it up. I can't uh, I remember. Mean, we're, our park it was like, was like five thousand feet. Yeah, so and you must have done fourteen about, for yeah, so about nine thousand feet of climbing. Yeah, actually, I think it was according to my Garmin. I think it was close to. It was around thirteen thousand or something like that with all the foothills and those kinds of things so that is insane yeah and i'm basically one kind of 70 mile hill right yeah, so you come across town there's some ups and downs but then you just start going uphill and the way so, back is not all downhill no no in any way uh, no that's you know it's pretty nice downhill for you, quite go, a you while. get so you would come down through evergreen i would assume came down through evergreen and then down to morrison right to the 470 trail and then but it's still quite of a I, I imagine it to be sort of a hump that you've got to go over to get down into parker at that point so you still got yeah yeah there's still there's still lots of ups and downs although i will say kind of coming up you know 470 it's kind of mostly uphill when you're coming back east right it felt like nothing after all the other things oh, but so. you must have been tired <laughs> yeah that's an epic ride yeah well now i can say i did it and i as i told my wife and my parents yeah. i don't really feel like i need to do it again but <laughs> being there done that you see i tried the triple bypass one year mm. um wasn't quite fit enough uh, i i humbly admit it's the only ride i've not i didn't finish mm. but i came back the other way that is is harder that way i think so and the yeah. weather was atrocious right those are my excuses <laughs> so i'm gonna stick well, with that's it. a hard ride but it's... i came over loveland pass and down the other side and i'm like ah, that's it right yeah. there i was utterly toasted <laughs> that was that was it for sure um 
you, what's the fastest that you've ever been on your bicycle? You mentioned <laughs> the 30 miles an hour coming down from Mount Evans. Yes. Uh, let's see, in the, la- in the triple bypass last year, mm-hmm. uh, going east to west, mm-hmm. I was going down Loveland Pass. And I, I met a friend of mine uh, there, kind of waved at him as I went by. And uh, the next day he asked me, he says, how fast were you going down that hill? And I said, I don't know. I'll look. And I had to, I looked at my Garmin and, uh, the top speed was 56 miles an hour. And I told him I, well, I wasn't scared at all when I was doing it, but I was a little scared now thinking about it, but no doubt, but it was, you know, obviously they, they close the road. So there's no cars and, um, Pretty but steep down. Steep with a lot of switchbacks yeah. on that descent. Down and, into. and my, you know, the recumbent, my, my bike's a little heavier than normal bikes are. Right. And I'm a pretty big guy. And like I say, I'm always in my most aerodynamic uh, position. Mm. So, you know, it just. Yeah, it's interesting because on a road bike, I've tried my darndest <laughs> to get over 50 miles an hour and I just can't do it. I tuck and I'm going and it feels like I'm going super fast. And when I check, I use Strava, so when I get back, I'm like, surely this is it. And it's like 48 or 46. <laughs> but I would imagine on a, on a recumbent, uh, as you say, because of the aerodynamic nature of the position that you're naturally in, that you would get a lot faster than that. Right. And I make up for it by going slower up the hills, too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so. Exactly. So um, I am, let's just say that I'm uh, someone who wants to get into recumbent bicycles, uh, you've mentioned the Lightning brand as one particularly good one. Are there any other brands that, that you know of that would be uh, other good recumbent bikes to think about? Let's see. I'm sure there are. I, I actually did a good bit of research. Uh-huh. This was quite a few years ago, though, right. so I don't recall. Uh, and there are quite a, quite a number of, of good bikes. I know uh, there's one other guy that I see riding a lot of these rides, and he's I don't know what kind of bike he rides, but he's uh, he's definitely on a different type of bike. So right, and he's pretty fast. So right. um, do you, are there different? T- I mean, you've mentioned the tricycle version, and you've mentioned mm-hmm. your sort of sounds like a touring version. Um, are there any other sort of types of recumbent bikes? Uh, like well, sp- speedy bikes. Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot that where you. You know, you can get the fairing, those kinds of things. Yeah. You can get, like, the full bicycle wrap. In fact, I think Lightning sells those as yeah. well. Um, Lightning, I know, has, uh, on their website says they have, you know, set the so a lot of records for speed and for uh, distance and speed. Um, and I think it's using their, like, fully covered... Uh, recumbent that they have so the name like lightning you would hope they have some fast bikes <laughs> right <laughs> just the name implies that, that that's the i think case. they get, they took it after uh uh aircraft uh, military oh. aircraft oh that was and a that was actually a british plane was it a lightning yeah, yeah. absolutely and there it sounded like they're a bunch of uh well they were aerospace engineers and decided hey let's make bikes instead so oh. i believe i want to say this in a rather nerdy way that the Lightning was the Royal Air Force's first jet fighter. Hmm. So there you go. Okay, little, I'll, have to, I'll have to look that up. Little known fact. <laughs> right, exactly. There may have been an American version as well, but I know the British yeah. had, a, had, a, had a Lightning. Hmm. 
Um, so, um, you listeners of the podcast, you will not know this, um, but I'm sitting here looking at Jeff, uh, and unfortunately, he had a skiing accident with his brother in Utah uh, very recently, uh, and is now on the mend. Good thing is, doesn't require surgery, so that that's good. Yep. Um, but you will be hopefully back on a bike here once the weather improves and your knee uh, improves. Certainly, right. sounds like your doctor says that there are some good uh, health benefits to riding a bike to recover from a, a knee injury, which is right. Uh, yeah, he was he was uh, recommending that uh, that I get on the bike and uh, and get the leg back in shape. Right. Uh, probably no mountains for a while. And, yeah, uh, no more trips to the top of Mount Evans. And <laughs> crazy and, man. And I probably won't be clipping in for a while, too, because, uh, you know, just moving your foot to get it out. Yes, twisting just, would be, would be that's bad. That's painful right yeah, now no for doubt. me. So, yeah. so uh, all things being equal, you get fit, your knee improves, you're back on the bike. Do you have any plans for, you mentioned the trip, the bypass this year. Any other plans for any other uh, adventures this year? Well, let's see. I we'll see which ones I, I'm able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, normally I'll ride Elephant Rock. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I'll see you on that ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, true. It's the first um, one of the season. So. Yes, it's early yeah. in the season. And do you do the Century ride on that tip? The Century, yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Triple Bypass is usually uh, the next one I do. Uh, I'll throw uh, one or two in that I haven't done, but I usually do the Buffalo Classic oh, in the fall. It's it's actually at University of Colorado. They do it as a fundraiser. Oh. Uh, and they have an epic century, which is 110 miles and really pretty. It's right when the leaves are just starting mm-hmm. to change. Beautiful. And they kind of go up uh, Boulder Canyon. Mm-hmm. They close it, close it to cars. And right. you go up Boulder Canyon, then go across... Um, to lions and and down so it's really pretty sounds gorgeous yeah um i have the um the i forget what it's called it's the one that's over near dinosaur national monument uh near um glenwood springs this year i can't remember for the life of me what it is um but it's another century i haven't done before which uh is, is on my list certainly the uh the tour of the moon. That's the one I'm thinking. Is it? Of. Yes. I have done that. It's beautiful. That's it's what really, I hear. Really, the tour really of the moon. gorgeous. Yeah. And, and I think doing it by bicycle versus driving a car through oh, is absolutely. a much better way to see it. So. Oh, hallelujah! Yeah. yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. No, you'll enjoy that. I'm, Good. So. Good. Uh, have you ever uh, considered the um, uh, uh, ride across the Rockies? Uh, not yet. Yeah. Um, because that's a multi-day thing, yes, right? Correct. Yeah, uh, work has kind of been <laughs> I've been unable to do that, but uh, pretty soon I'll be able to not have to work. So uh, good. So maybe that'll be an option in the future. So. Good, excellent. Well, great. Um, you've given me some fascinating insight into the world of recumbent bikes, and I really appreciate you, as I say, taking a bit of a leap of faith to come and sit in a stranger's basement and record a <laughs> podcast. That's very good of you to do that. Um, and, I, and I really, really appreciate you doing it, Jeff. Well, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Bike Sand podcast. And uh, I hope you have a great ride. Mm-hmm.